powerful and uplifting read, I can already tell. All right, so the first card I have in your first position is the star card. Uh, let me explain a little bit about what I'm doing real quick. What I'm doing is I'm pulling five tarot cards, and they're going to be more of a journey. It's progressive. It's like you meet this character, you have this emotion, you go this place. The cards underneath, the black cards, those are a more of a shadow. They're going to be internal conversation, right? They're going to be what's going on with you internally in your conversation as you turn left and right, okay, as you go through this journey. So that being said, um, I'm going to do that, explain the shadow work and how it applies to tarot cards, and then we're going to talk about journaling options, okay? So let's get into it. Starting off, I've got the star card, right? Um, it is the card of hope. Right, it's the card of just the promise in the sky. Um, it could mean that your astrology—you might want to check your astrology readings because they're probably pretty favorable for you, or you're going to have some encouraging information that comes out of the positioning right now. Um, but it's hope, right? So if something makes you hopeful, whether it's you know your astrology, astrology, or you know something practical, something you know. Either way, that's your current position. You're hopeful. <laughs> Uh, the first two cards kind of explain where you're at, your first, where you're at right now, and where your next step is. So, hopefully, you're requesting get a, a reading out of hope, right? So, under, um, well, let's not do the shadow cards yet. Your shadow cards align really well with what you have in your tarot line as well. Okay, so the next card you have is the strength card. It's the nine of wands card. Um, it's a pretty good card. It's 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 a lot. It's a it's an it's an intense amount of energy. So you've got hope and you've got energy. Um, it's the nine of wands. It's also called the strength card. And so what it is is just like you have um, almost a dangerous amount of energy. If you had ten of wands, I would suggest that you 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 have too much, right? And you're on the verge of anxiety. Uh, eight and nine is pretty useful, right? You can still use that quickness, that swiftness, and that power and that force for creativity. So I don't know if this reading is about your work, job, or relationship, but either way, um, it, right now your first couple of steps are looking pretty good. Okay, so what you have at the door, right? What, what the card at the door is sticking out there a little bit is the one that requires the most action from you. Um, and it's, you know, actually not one that requires a lot of action from you. Uh, it's the Aeon card or an angel card, okay? The Aeon card does is it swoops in and it elevates you, brings you to the next level. In other words, uh, to go in a little, a smidge too deep, um, we exist and move around freely in four dimensions, but we don't know anything about the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth dimension unless... Any entity or help comes out of the 10th dimension, the 5th dimension, whatever, to explain it to us. So, in other words, we require something outside ourselves to carry us to that higher level of consciousness. That's what the Aeon is. It brings you to a paradise. It brings you to a higher state of mind. It is an external force, potentially an internal force, that raises your vibration. So that's at the door, right? Ultimately, what's required there is you to lean into that, right? And to lean into that and have that activated. Um, you know, it's kind of like yours. You need to claim it kind of thing. Okay, so let's start again real quick. You've got hope and you've got an intense amount of energy. 
and you seem to have this goal for energy elevation, uh, not necessarily being delivered to a paradise, but having a vibrational structure that paradise is more apparent in your real world. So next to that, you have a four of wands, which is the perfect amount of energy. Like I said, eight, nine, ten, that's a little high. Uh, you want to exert that energy. You want to apply it. You want to apply it to your relationship. You want to you get rid of it sexually. Whatever the case, like you need to find a venue to get rid of that energy. On the other side of the door, of um, you have the four of wands, which is the perfect amount of energy, four. Uh, the card is called the completion card, but it's just the most sustainable, steady, most impressive amount of energy that you can maintain, which is four. Um, and so that's what you're going to get, this clean, focused, powerful kind of energy on the other side of that Aeon experience, that elevation experience. Then finally, the last step is the six of discs, which refers to material world. Um, and Six of Discs, success card. So it means you're going to have um, basically all of this stuff going on. Your hope, your energy, this energy elevation is going to have some material manifestation. Because that's your goal and destination card right there at the end. So your goal is to have some physical manifestation. The cards say you're going to have some physical manifestation of this extremely cultivated energy that you've been cultivating so let's read that as one sentence once again star card is in place so you've got hope you've got motivation you have some sort of a plan in heaven that you think is going to enact um, you have the strength or you're going to have the strength to really exert and put somewhere and i recommend that you do at the door you have the aeon which means that the hope is going to be fulfilled, that elevation, that higher level, that rescue, that lifting up you're looking for. On the other side, you have a much more stable and clean burning energy for creativity. And you're going to have the six card right next to that, which is going to be, which definitely means that it's going to manifest physically. Okay, somewhere in the material world. So let's read the cards underneath. I've got the Void card underneath the Star card. Now, this is a crazy, it's not a paradox, it's a juxtaposition, maybe, contradiction, potentially, but the Void is, um, there is a different type of bliss. There is, there is um, you know, a Judeo-Christian kind of hope, right? And then there's the Buddhist kind of bliss. The Buddhist bliss comes from the Void. It comes from empty emptiness, but needless to say, it doesn't have active hope in it. It's kind of like let go of good, bad, let go of all of it, right? Because desire, which is attached to hope, is what leads to suffering, according to Siddhartha, Buddha. Now, so what does that mean, right? A contradiction and a potential juxtaposition. I think that internally you have, um, let's, let's, let's say you do maintain a paradox, right? You have this void, this clarity, this bliss, this emptiness, um, 
and maybe even dread, but what you have successfully done is removed false hopes. You've done very carefully to remove false fantasies, attachments, and desires so that you can place a true hope in the center. So imagine, you know, that really nice black mat pillow that they have so they can put like one singular diamond on top of it to make it look all that more shiny and amazing and spectacular. If you if you weren't going to have it be a contradiction, the best you could have is a paradox or a juxtaposition. Juxtaposition would be a very precious, valuable diamond in the center by itself with nothing else but this black pillow. The black pillow would be the void. The hope star would be the diamond. This is actually a very clean and powerful way to operate, especially if you're trying to manifest, to remove everything else out of the way, for at least for a little while, and have the one thing that you're trying to manifest there, center, um, is actually extremely ideal. So if you can walk that path, which is really hard to do, but if you can walk that path, it's extremely useful. Um, next, you have the release card next to the void card, right? And so this ties in and clarifies. Like anytime I see a nine of one cards, I'm, that's what I say, like release. Get like put that energy towards something. Um, if you don't have the way to get rid of that energy, right? Uh, I mean, typically somebody thinks like nine of energy is a good thing. It is. It really is. It's just it. In my opinion, for the tarot cards, it's spinning too fast because Ten of Wands is just straight up anxiety. And you don't want to hover at that vibration, at least for action or desired action. It just isn't sustainable. So the release card is underneath there. Let it go. Burn it up. Put it someplace um, or whatever is making you feel like you need to achieve and do and overpower whatever the the burning hot energy and sensation is coming from and fueling it. Uh, you need to release it up, like release that heat, let it dissipate. Um, but it's always good to put it in something constructive, right? You don't have to just release into nothing. Like you could, if you're active, you can go on a bike riding trail great way to release energy you can uh, you know go to the gym and do an extra extra workout you know um, run by the river a little bit further you know things like that like the release um, so that's what I recommend and that's how I read that clearly right so next we have the strength card underneath the Aeon card so the, the strength card, much like the Aeon card, you're, you're, you're kind of like celestial rescue, uh, guardian, angel, energy, whatever, and strength card are connected. So you have to lean into and trust that kind of guardian angel, trust that like external conscious elevator. <laughs> There's so many different ways of putting it, depending on what you believe or what your, your, your main um, chosen application of reality is. Underneath, you have the strength card. Now, look at the root system for the strength card. Um, I think that's the real good and clear image of power, right? To be extremely well-rooted. But as you're being taken, as you're being elevated, make sure you stay, you know, rooted in a healthy place as well. Being elevated and not being rooted in a healthy place leads to this kind of bouncing, 
like you're up and then down, up and then down. If you're rooted and you're on the ground and it's just your energy and mind that are elevated while your feet and your ground, your like your earth chakras and everything that needs to stay on the ground remain on the ground, you have this amazing conductivity, grounding, and stability, not bouncing, right? So I'm getting a lot of juxtapositions and paradoxes here with you, okay? So on the other side of the door, I have the seeker card. Uh, you're going to be the seeker card as an explainer and a companion with the completion card, the four, that steady, steady energy card. I think that you're going to be able to, with focus and some real good clarity and progress, seek out what you're looking for, which is where we get finally to our last card, uh, where something material is manifested. Um, on the other side of the seeker card in the last position in the your goal and potential destination, you have the power card. So the power card is, I don't know if you're trying to manifest power, right? You just want more power in your life and that's what your, that's what your diamond is on your black pillow. Um, or if that power is going to really just push it over and finally draw in and manifest that six of discard, that, that reality you were trying to manifest. But the outlook is really good. So let's read it as one whole sentence. Uh, or a couple of sentences. The star card is your hope and position. Internally, you've made a good and positive clearing. You've prepared yourself, like uh, removing the external stuff, digging down, and you've got this one hope, like a diamond, on that pillow. And that is what's really fueling, and you're really focused on manifesting whatever this is. You do have a lot of energy, but you don't actually need a massive amount of energy to manifest. That's not how manifesting works. It has to do with your frequency, not the, not the, um, well, and I'm just saying for a steady frequency is better than this high kind of spinning. Um, this, it's weird. Let me, let me go back. Humans spin and they vibrate. Chakras are wheels. They spin. The way they spin together makes a sound or a song or a vibration. One of the wheels or many of the wheels spinning as fast as they possibly can actually doesn't get you the prescribed vibration for manifestation that you think it does. Sometimes it just creates a sharp note or a uh, disharmony, which hinders your overall vibration. So whenever you have that, release it. So I'm sorry, I went back and let me start over. You have the star card like a diamond on a black pillow, a mat, clear and focus. Right? You have a lot of energy and maybe more than you need. So the recommendation is the release card. Next, you have the Aeon card above, taking you up to that next level that you're looking for, being able to manifest that paradise or being brought to that paradise, functioning as a garden angel card. But also you need to have your strength coming from a rooted place while that's happening. 
so that you don't bounce. It doesn't seem that you bounce because on the other side of the door, you have steady, clean energy. Dis, I mean, wheels that spin at the right rate and the seeker card, uh, which means that you're just uh, imagine now you as a vehicle with the right motor motivation, the right output, burning the right amount of energy with a clear goal. And you're going to get there. At the end, you have the success card and discs, which does mean material world. And you have the power card, which might also be material world. But that would be up to you as far as being able to read. So since this read is just so overtly positive, let's let's put some interpretations on here. Right. If this is about relationship, then um, if this is about an old relationship, let's start with there. This is about an old relationship. You've done a lot of work in removing false expectations or those false expectations have been shattered, leaving a void and a black spot. Fortunately, the hope for the future of your relationship sits in that black spot like an extra shiny hope. So you have energy because you want to achieve and you want to do, but this is not exactly how we vibrate the best and it's not how we attract. So we might want to release that and just, you know, use that energy constructively to build your body up, but don't hold it in. Please don't hold it in. So with this mature, I mean, with this relationship you've already established, if this is what we're talking about, it's important that you remain rooted and self-happy in you and allow the relationship to be taken to that higher spot as if being lifted up by some out, outer uh, experience and hope, maybe travel or a person that comes and helps or just a, um, you know, being in a couple, being kind of possessed by the same mission and happiness and spirit and bliss, which can happen every once in a while. You know, second honeymoon, third honeymoon, fourth honeymoon stage. Then on the other side, you've got the ability to seek what you're looking for and the clean burning energy and motivation to do it. And then physical success for this relationship and the power for this relationship. That's if it's established. If it's a new relationship, it reads pretty much as it is. You've got, um, you know, you have done the work to remove harmful fantasies of who like uncentral fantasies you know like you know you're trying to know who you're manifesting but it's not um you're not letting your imagine imagination get in the way of reality so you have that clear um removal of unnecessary desires like siddhartha suggests then you have that hope and that diamond, that clarity that you're trying to manifest Like on top of that. So um, you have strength and you want to try and drag and fight and that's not necessary, but you could do it if you needed to. Um, you're going to remain rooted and you're going to have an experience that is uplifting, perhaps meeting the person. Once you meet the person, you're going to respond not with an anxious energy, because anything above a four, I mean a seven, eight, nine, that's all on the verge of kind of like anxiety energy, which is not great for relationships. The other side of the door after that experience, you're going to want to stay this steady, you know, four wand energy where you can just like not come off, like come off as just cool. Like, yeah, 
everything I have right now that's coming is meant to come, you know, and so there's that confidence for that. And you're going to seek continually uh, for that with this clean energy, even after meeting them and having that experience. But that combination is going to lead to success and manifestation and power as far as a new relationship, if that's what this is about. So work, passion project, and traveling all reads the same, right? You've done some work. You're trying to clear some stuff out. You've got a hope. You've got some energy. You need to release some of that energy. You need to make sure that you hold that um, being rooted and having that experience. So this reading is going on pretty long. Um, I'm not going to do much of the shadow work explanation, but what I will say is that... Um, You know, there's a lot of stuff in us that we try and throw away. And when we throw it away and we don't use it uh, like we're supposed to, it it amalgamates. It turns into something worse than Frankenstein's monster and sneaks around our subconscious. So if we have anger, fear, wounding, things that kind of have a purpose, but we're trying to chop it off and throw it in the trash can. It can sneak around and cause self-sabotage and uh, projection, which self-sabotage and projection is counterproductive to any kind of manifestation or attraction or any mind state changes, which means that if you're trying to be patient, you're trying to be kind, these these sensations, these, these ideas, the shadow possession sneaks up and tells you like, hey, um, so and so and so, and you'll have an overly negative or an overly immature or an, a useless kind of strange fear thought or a unproductive anger thought, and it'll derail your thought process and run everything into the ground. And then on its way out, it says, "Hey, by the way, it's not my fault. It's they're the ones that were afraid. They're the ones that were angry, um, you know, and they were the ones that were being immature. It's not my fault. It's not an internal reason. So that projection keeps the shadow possession being able to go. But needless to say, if you're trying to manifest, so shadow project, uh, shadow possession and projection is not helpful. So we use tarot cards because tarot cards are like a dream language. So when Carl Jung was like, uh, one of his preferred method, me- methods for becoming attuned to what was in his soul was dream journaling. But you could also use DMT or an, a hallucinogen. You'd get the same sensation, like this waking dream. Tarot cards use a dream language to communicate. We're all very, we're all able to process and think about these dream images and have this conversation. The reason that's useful is because your primal self uses dream language when it's trying to communicate with you. Your inner child uses dream language when it's trying to communicate with you. And your ancestors, if you believe that, when they're trying to communicate with you, they use dream language. Everyone in your uh, intrinsic sphere uses dream language. The only one that is least fluent in dream language is you, the conscious mind, and the protagonist. Like you're the one that knows this language the least. So if you use this language and you immerse yourself in this language, you can use it as a negotiation point to really just kind of say, let's make sure we're all on the same page, primal self, functioning, uh, you know, those lower chakras, inner child primarily over the heart chakra, and then you as the conscious protagonist really over many of the chakras above that 
and that you all have an agreement, right? And there's not this disharmony inside yourself, which leads to better authenticity, clarity, and decisiveness. Decisiveness helps you manifest and attract things you want and stops you from attracting and manifesting things you don't want, which is where self-sabotage comes in. Because if you're doing self-sabotage and projection, you could accidentally be manifesting stuff. That's the whole point, right? That's why we're talking about this. So when we're looking at these cards, right, um, some of the, like, you know, going into the next step is, is journaling, right? Not just being engaged in dream language, dream conversation and what's going on internally, but also journaling is the next step. So um, one of the things that would be a clear thing to journal, right, would be the void. So ultimately, I don't know if this is reading as a reality for you, that you've already done the void work, right? You've done that, that emptiness and that purging of useless desires so that intentional and purposeful desires take place and take hold more freely. But if you haven't done that practice, please do so. Um, what that means is writing out desires, right? Writing out especially desires that might compete with each other. And then actively in journaling process, write, I am pursuing these des this desire. And I am putting the rest either on autopilot or I am resting them completely or I'm retiring them completely. But putting it on paper brings a lot of internal clarity. Uh, the next thing, the next thing would be journaling would be the release card. So um, if you are holding on to something that makes you feel like you need to perform, all right, you need to write, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> Oof. excuse me, <laughs> you need to write down these concepts, um, uh, not concepts, you need to write down what you think, usually we're talking about a blockage, right? So let's just do it that way. You probably have a blockage that's making one of your chakras not spin at the rate it should and one of them spin overly, overly much, like trying to compensate. So what you need to do is write down a list of things that might be in your way, deep emotional things, um, potential woundings, potential scars, potential sensitive points. Um, you know, the ones that make you feel weird. And you need to write down as many that come to mind in a free list format. But you need to pick the top three. And once you pick your top three, you also need to spend a certain amount of time with each of those top three. Because one of those top three is going to make you, if not all three, but one of those is going to make you feel physically away. It might be like the common, what you'd expect is butterflies in your stomach. It might be a pain in your back. It might be, um, you know, your hands might not be able to stand. Some, some sort of physical manifestation, but you have a blockage or an energy thing going on that has a physical manifestation in your body. This needs to be addressed. So your options are to reframe that event, right? Make it part of your hero origin story. Or it's like, this is not a source of weakness or damage to me. It is a source of power. Be careful with that because that can internalize something that probably should be released. The other way to do is release and forgive, right? Like, just like let it go and make it not 
an active source in your energy at all anymore. And so that's a little bit more of a difficult process. It requires a lot of thinking about that scenario. It requires a lot of breath work so that you're staying calm while you're doing it. And then it requires um, you internalizing it. So you're just like, I accept the way that it does affect me and I reject it affecting me in any of these other ways. So you accept it and integrate it as much as you possibly can so you can shave off the rest that's dead and throw it away. So integrate, reframe, or if you can, just release it and forget it, right? Like just if, if, you're, if you're capable of it. I like to write things down that have been bothering me because they've been jumping around in my head. Sometimes I rip that page out and then I, you know, burn that thing that was been bothering me. And then I go months without thinking it again, thinking it again, because it's not in my head anymore. I've released it. I've put it into the material world and I've materially, materially destroyed it. If it pops up again, I do the same thing. Okay. Um, Strength card. I see you here rooted again, you know, just do an internal check, like make sure you're, you're being afraid, but purposely afraid, like afraid of things that are going to save lives. Make sure you're angry at things that is useful for your anger energy to go to. Um, because you are supposed to be angry, you are supposed to be afraid, rejecting those deep core parts of yourself aren't healthy. And then just be bliss and rooted with where you are, right? So just like acknowledge like, man, I'm a human. I've got all these paradoxical emotions. I'm not pure, full of pure, positive, you know, great emotions. You need to be a good balance of all of them. But being rooted is going to give you strength and it's going to keep you from bouncing around from high point to low point. Okay. Um, again, completion card and success of discard, you know, write out, write out what you're trying to do, right? Write out what you're trying to do and then internalize it, meditate on it, chew on it, right? Just visualize it, visualize it, visualize it until you're like, okay, I'm confident it's mine. And then it's going to cause you to spin at a better, steady kind of energy. So that's the reading and that's the recommendation. Your reading was kind of complicated, so I didn't cover all the stuff I usually do as far as intro to shadow. It's probably still a little bit elusive to you, but um, I did the best I could with the time restriction. I want to thank you for booking me. Um, let me know um, if, um, if this reading is useful to you, because I hope that it is useful to you on your journey. And uh, yeah, stay, stay tuned. Um, I'm hopefully going to be able to get different kinds of readings and uh, be able to help in different kinds of, um, this is kind of like a therapeutic tarot reading, and I should probably change the name to that, but hopefully I'm going to be able to expand on that and let it be progressive, so keep tuned, and probably changing my prices as well. Thank you for booking me.